to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here with my co-host, Monica. This is a podcast about expats or people who have moved to Sweden for some time and just all of the weird experiences we have or observations that we make about people. And today, our guest is Dasha, and she is going to cover two countries for us today. Uh, hello, Dasha. Hello, Dasha. <laughs> so, you were born in Russia. Yes. And how long did you live there? Till I was five years old, so five years. And okay. then you moved to New Zealand. We actually lived <clears throat> in Thailand for three years, <gasps> and then we moved to New Zealand. So. Oh, we're yeah. discussing even more countries now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. And now you're in Sweden just for a short time. Yes, for five months. And why don't you say why you're here? Um, so, I'm here because I'm doing a makeup course for five months at the Makeup Institute here in Stockholm to become a makeup artist because that's what I want to do as my career. Why did you choose Sweden to go to makeup school? Well, I looked in my hometown in Christchurch hmm. and I had a couple of options, but they're not as in thorough as and intense course as it is here. I want to go overseas anyways for a little amount of time, so it kind of happened that I would study for like my career and live somewhere else by myself and, the, and experience it. a new culture. Yeah. Got and it. So, so. it was like a two for one. So you yeah. could come here short amount of time, get some education, but still be able to go back home. Did you yeah. know anyone in Sweden at uh, all? No. no. No one in my family has ever been to Sweden or know much about it. So, yeah. So you, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so crazy. You're very brave. Yeah. We had excuses or reasons, I guess. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. But what what, uh, what did your parents say when you said, hey, I'm going to go to Sweden for five months by myself? Um, well, I, talk, I talked to them first because we were kind of looking at different options. Right. And uh, I feel like I'm quite mature for my age, so I feel like they trust me enough to go mm-hmm. overseas because we've done like, a few traveling ourselves so I feel like I don't know we have some sort of experience and I'm not the type of person to go out and party or they were fine with it and then they helped me organize everything it worked out well I mean That's nothing nice. nothing's bad has happened so far so. are both of them or one of them coming to visit you soon uh my dad is coming to visit me this and weekend is that the first time that any of your families come to visit no he's visited me last month with my brother for like oh. like a day oh. <laughs> so wow. I'll just pop up to Sweden for a day <laughs> Yes. But are they nearby now? Are they back in Russia? Well, that's the thing with my family. Everyone's literally all over the world. So my brother and my grandma are in New Zealand currently. Okay. And then my sister and my mum are in Japan at the moment. And then my dad is in Barcelona at the moment. So that's why he's coming to visit because he's in like the Europe yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. relatively close. Wow. Well, no wonder you're traveling around. My <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you're, you really are one of those. Because like we've talked about before how we don't feel American anymore. But we don't really feel Swedish either. So you kind of feel like you don't, you don't, when you say home, it's kind of just relative to wherever you happen to be at that moment. But you really, I mean, where are you from? It's, that's a whole different question for you. It's like, well, yeah. I was born f- here. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel most connected to? I say Russia because I wouldn't say like Thailand because there's only three years. Yeah. I was just kind of growing up. Mm. So it was like, like memories from my childhood. And then in New Zealand, the people are much different. Oh. Like it's a whole different culture to Russians. And mm. both my parents are Russians and the whole family side of things is all Russian. So I would say Russian because we have Russian traditions and we follow the whole okay. Russian cultures. Does everybody yeah. speak Russian? I 
about your house. Yes, yeah, so well, I can speak fluent Russian, but I can't really read or write. Since I grew up learning English since I was like eight years old, so I've kind of forgotten Russian. Yeah. So yeah. it's such a different alphabet. So yeah. what made your family move in the first place? Is it just um, work? Or? No, because my parents didn't want us to live in Russia because of like the Soviet Union had fallen apart. That was like ages ago, but then it was still unstable. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted to move somewhere else so it would be more safer. What part of Russia are you from? On the east coast. It's like a small town called Nahotka, which okay. is like an hour flight from like Japan, where the Japanese sea Okay, cool. Is. Most people yeah. don't really know what it is because it's pretty big anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. Russia's yeah. huge. And no. you always forget that, that the east side, you always think about like the west side that's bordering like Finland and Poland and stuff, but you forget how far <laughs> over it goes. I know. Yeah, or how we do. How <laughs> long would it take to travel, do you know, from one end of Russia to the other? I know that from St. Petersburg to Vladivostok, which is the closest airport to my small town, mm-hmm. which then you have to drive a two hour car drive to my town. So that's eight, nine hour flight. And they're just staying Whoa. in your own country. And there's nine different time zones over Russia. Wow. Dang. <laughs> yeah, you never really think about how big it is. Yeah. And everyone I've ever met from Russia has been from the western part. And you're the first person I met that was born in the east. Yeah. So I know nothing about the east. But you were, uh, we talked the other day and you were telling me that a lot like Sweden, it's actually kind of nice and you can go swimming and I, I don't know, on the yeah. sea or lakes. Or... Yeah, because people always have a stereotype, especially like in New Zealand, they're like so far away from each other, they don't know anything about each other. Yeah. yeah. So people are like, yeah, Russia, it's always cold, isn't it? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's cold, but like it has still four seasons. Like in the summer, it's 30 degrees and quite humid Yeah. Mm-hmm. as well. So you can go swimming at yeah. the beaches. Like the water gets it's still a bit cold, but I feel like if it warms up over summer, you can you can swim. We have a, not a tradition, but people, when it's ice over like a lake or something, they cut a hole and you like just jump in into like the freezing cold negative temperature. Because that's yeah. what my grandma did in summer. It's probably like super warm for them. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. she's so hot in the water. It's a little warmer than last time. I didn't have to cut a hole. <laughs> I could just go straight in. I saw that one time in Sweden at a lake that we live near. I went there in the winter because it was frozen over and they let people skate. It's called Hellas Gordon. It's really nice all times of year, but for different reasons. So everyone's ice skating on the lake, but they had cut a hole in one little part that's near a sauna and they were doing that thing where they're in the sauna and then they run out and they go into the cold water. <laughs> they run out naked most they of the actually, time. Yeah, they usually do, but yeah. I think there were so many people. It was so crowded that they did have they swim had clothes swim on. Clothes. Yeah. Yeah, I took one look and I'm like, no, not for me. No. <laughs> it's actually really relaxing because we, we do sauna in Russia as well. It's like popular. You have to like stay in the sauna until you go dripping and sweat. What I did last year, you like stay in the sauna and then there's like a beach nearby. So you just run 10 meters and you just jump into the cold sea. Even though it's during like summertime, but it's still kind of, yeah. the water's cold. Yeah, but it yeah. actually feels nice because your body goes to one extreme to the other. Yeah. So you, the thought of it is just like, <laughs> no, like it's freezing. But once you get in, it's actually kind of nice. So. It's supposed to be good for, didn't you and I, didn't you yeah. do that at Yasuragi? Yeah. We did that. We sat in the sauna, got super hot, and then they had this cold plunge bath. You did it. <laughs> and I chickened out. You did. That's right. I went in and I, you, I look behind and you're not behind me anymore. Got up to my knees and now can't you have to, you have to go sound. all in really fast. Yeah. All in one. Yeah. Go. Don't Otherwise, think about it. if you, you just go in like you're going into a pool or something, you're not, it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Don't dip your toes. 
Yeah, we go on to New Zealand. So do you even remember at this point, like first impressions or what was drastically different from mm. Russia when you arrived there? Not really, just because I was little. Yeah. But my parents very, very much enjoyed New Zealand. So they're like, yeah, we'll go. New Zealand wasn't really the initial plan. We kind of wanted to go to Australia or Spain, but to get like a visa or like to be able to live there, there was like a problem and they took too long. So New Zealand's like, you can come stay mm. with us. So <laughs> it, that was just the fastest option. So, because my mum had already had everything planned for school in Australia. And, but that explains uh, why you have a New Zealand accent, like an Aussie accent, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, are you from Australia? I'm like, no, New Zealand. Oh. They are different. They're similar, but there is a difference. Because they call Australians Aussies, and they call New Zealanders... Kiwis. No, Kiwis. Kiwis. Yeah. What was I thinking And then of? it's always not a serious but a fun rivalry, I think, between yeah, Australia yeah, yeah. and New Zealand. Yeah. But good. I've never been, and I just... It's somewhere that I want to go because it looks so beautiful. Yeah. But then there's that question of how long it takes to get there from Sweden. So how long does it take? It took us, like, 24 hours. But so it doesn't help because New Zealand is so far away. If you travel anywhere in the world, it takes forever, especially, like, Europe, Russia, or America. The, mm-hmm. only, the only good thing is, is we're close to the Pacific Islands, right. which is more exotic. People want to go to Fiji or Hawaii, Tahiti, and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it just, takes just forever to get to Australia or New Zealand. What part of New Zealand are you from? Uh, Christchurch, which is in the south. Even further south. How no much more kidding. south can you get? That's so <laughs> How nice. does it feel to celebrate Christmas when it's warm? Um, it doesn't feel the, kind of the same, but most people like it. But I was like, let's hope it rains this year or something so you can like stay in. I mean, I've seen Australia with the surf and Santa that comes. I yeah, my, my parents don't like it. They're like, nah, it's just weird. It doesn't mm. make sense. Christmas when it's hot. Right. Because, like, you see in movies as well, the family gets together by, like, a fire and it's, yeah. like, snow- snowing <laughs> hardcore outside. <laughs> outside. So, like, you know, you get the whole, like, image in your head, like, yeah, this is what yeah. Christmas is supposed to look like. But And you're wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you grew up that way, so it probably wasn't such a... Yeah. Uh, it's got to be harder for your parents yeah. uh, coming from somewhere cold and having yeah. to adjust because yeah. it, then it doesn't feel like a holiday. People ask me, are you going to go back to Texas for Christmas? No, because it doesn't. it's never felt like Christmas there. It, <laughs> this place feels like Christmas. Yeah. Stockholm's so much yeah. more Christmassy like it's supposed to be in the movies. Okay, so we got to move to Easter because Easter is coming up. And I wanted to talk to you about the different ways that people celebrate Easter. So Monica and I are going to cover the States and Sweden. Are we? (laughs) Oh, we are. Oh, good. (laughs) And then, Dasha, you can cover New Zealand and Russia. We've got a few things that are exactly the same. I think the egg thing runs through everybody, but what, in different what part ways. Of the egg? I was yeah, about to say. in different ways. There's there's eggs involved in all At the different point, cultures, but in a different way. There will be eggs. Yeah. Okay, so let's start. Easter in Russia. Now, first, you told me that it's Orthodox, and so Easter actually generally occurs a little bit after. Yeah, a little bit later, because everyone's Orthodox Christian mm-hmm. in Russia, so the Orthodox, they just follow the Orthodox like calendar. That's why we have um, Christmas and like New Year's later as well, because we don't right. usually have Christmas on the 25th. It's like on the 7th of January, and then the New Year and the old New Year on the 13th okay. of January. So mm-hmm. my, I don't know, my dad explained it. It was like after some sort of revolution or some sort of big event in the history, 
I don't know, they just didn't change it. <laughs> didn't change the calendar. They kind of followed it how it was. I like okay. somebody born in Russia saying, I don't know, some kind of revolution or something. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what he what he said. You're right on our level, trust me. Yeah. We're always like, I don't know. It was something happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for Easter, you and your family generally do the Russian traditions yes. when you're in New Zealand. Like if you do live in Russia, you usually go have like dinner or lunch with family and friends. Okay. And mm-hmm. just like eat food. There's nothing specific, but we do bake this um, bread and then we put this white sugar icing on top with like rainbow sprinkles. Or they can be kind of like... Rainbow in- sprinkles. Now, is that uh, orthodox, old, old tradition? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but I don't know. They just make it kind of like colorful and fun. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It well, makes I like it the like for the yeah. yeah. So you don't eat anything like in Sweden, especially. I mean, they have of lamb. course, yeah, lamb. You're, that's true. It's lamb and not meatballs for once. Yeah, <laughs> but it still is pickled herring and all the other the typical Stuff. holiday gear. Well, do you gear. have a special kind of meat? Well, my family's all like picky with the food, so like <laughs> everyone's vegetarian. They don't eat the hell, they don't uh. eat this. So, but there will be some sort of meat because Russians heavily like meat, like any type of meat. So I don't know, just right. any typical Russian food. No specific like Easter dinner food or right. anything. So. Okay, no. what about the drinks? Do you yeah. have a special Easter drink? No. Just any any drink, I guess, or alcoholic drink. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Let's discuss Swedish Easter. I think this is extremely important for people who have just moved to Sweden. Do you know anything about Swedish Easter? No. It is one of the most unusual holidays here. So first, you're going to walk around town and you're going to see Easter witches in all of the store windows. You're going to go, wrong holiday, because there's witches everywhere. Nope. (laughs) Witches are for Easter in Sweden. Of course. Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, So, the Thursday before Easter... I have no idea where any of this, I guess, old pagan traditions. The witches fly to Blokula, the blue hill or something, on Thursday to dance with the devil. What this has to do with Easter, I have no idea, but it's part of the Easter celebrations. So on Thursday, before Easter, all the children dress as witches. But in Sweden, it's more like, I guess they call them hags, and they wear handkerchief tied around their neck. And then they have rosy cheeks and big freckles. And what they're supposed to do is to go door-to-door like trick-or-treating in the States. But they're supposed to make Easter cards. And then they go to the door and they offer you an Easter card in exchange for candy. But there's way too many lazy and sneaky kids around here. So (laughs) I've had the experience of having a kid come to our door and he's holding the Easter card. And then we're like, oh, yeah okay, let's go get some candy. So we go away, and then we come back, and he's got a little sack. So we're like, here's your candy. And then he runs away with the Easter card because he only made one. It's a prop. Yeah, it's a scam. Total scam. So you'll see on the Thursday before Easter, you'll see kids all over wherever you live in Sweden. They they don't really look like witches in the way that we think of witches, but that's what they're supposed to be. I didn't know the thing about the card, though. But I, you know what? We never, Leah, she'll dress up as the sharing, but mm-hmm. we never did the going around and asking for candy thing. Does she not know about that? Because if, probably not. If your daughter finds out that she can get, she can go <laughs> trick or treating twice a year. Thank God she doesn't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> she, she'll discover this like ten years from now and be like, Mom, 
I remember we held off on Saturday candy oh, until yeah until the kids started daycare and and then other kids started talking about Saturday candy. What's Saturday candy? So then we had to give in. You told your kids a brownie was like a cracker at one point, didn't you? They listen to this podcast, so I have no oh. comment on that. <laughs> I guess you're going to edit that part out too. <laughs> So we got the Easter witches. Uh, Friday day off. Thursday's a half because day. The Friday's Easter a day witches off. Are Thursday. Friday. Easter Friday witches you're are off. Thursday. Friday you're off. Saturday you're off. Of course. Sunday. Saturday is when they celebrate because the Swedes always do things on eves. Oh, so yeah. then you have like a big Eastern lunch. Um, in our family, it's lamb, potatoes. Um, there's balls. probably herring. <laughs> I, I just don't eat it. <laughs> that is when they make that really good. They make this really good. Um, have you ever had this herring? Pie or something? It's like with the fish pie. Grad, no, no, I haven't. No, like grad, pickled herring, grad fill, and pickled herring and it's onions. It's not getting and, any better the more you talk okay. about it. No, I haven't. I can't even think of the English words. This is the problem. <laughs> like trying to come up with words. You've never had this? It's like it's not the Christmas cabri. dish. Is no, it? no, no. It's like a. It's like a. Looks. It's in the shape of a pie, and then they to put this covering bread, you know, like the dark bread, and pickled herring, and uh, sour cream, and chives, and red onions. It's really good, actually. It's a, it's basically a variation of having the pickled herring when you put it together, but it's made into a pie. I've always had it at Easter. Yeah, I guess our family just mm-hmm. doesn't do that. I've never had that before. I think it's because there's not very many of us that like fish, so it becomes, why make such a big thing if no one's going to eat it? So maybe that's why we don't have it. We never used to do, but we didn't do lamb because my ex doesn't like lamb, so we would always have ham or meatballs, but it was always the same food from Christmas Christmas. and Midsummer. Very similar. Another thing that's similar in Sweden is that there is an Easter drink. It's a soda, and it's called called Polskmost, so Easter must. Uh, I mean, they literally have that stuff on tap. That's all it is. It's the same thing. It's the exact same drink as we have at Christmas, but then it's called Yulmust. It is the exact same drink. They just changed the label. <laughs> so they only sell, they're only supposed to sell Yulmust right around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Of course, it gets earlier every year. <laughs> and they're only supposed to sell the Polskmost at around Easter time. So it's out at the stores now. And then it'll disappear for the summer. But yeah, it's the same exact drink. Just I'm one has check. chickens on it. We've got to check the manufacturing date on this. I bet it's being manufactured in Christmas time too. But I think what what we need to do is take the label and just slowly peel it off <laughs> and look under to find the Santa Claus. And we're going to find and... Santa Claus underneath. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, I actually found a Russian um, food store here. It's like just further down Santa Eric's plant, and there's like a Russian restaurant that I found as well. It's called the Eurobar. So oh, cool. I, I went there because I've been missing Russian food, and I think Russian food is really... Really, really good. Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, a little bit biased, but yeah, um, yeah. it's very, it's not very healthy because it's quite like I don't like know, what's a typical heavy, dish? Right? Like, mm, yeah. yeah, heavy because it's like of the winter. You know, want you want something more like a hearty meal. Like when I walk into the Russian shop, like it's very stereotypical. There's like three fidgets of just meat, like kind of like sausages. Like I don't even know how to describe. It's just like I guess yeah, like just sausages, but they're like in different sizes and they're like like ham and sausages shape kind of thing. And then we have lots of Russian, not candy or like chocolate, like a chocolate wafer. Mm. It's the best. Like it's my favorite. But we have lots of like. Just candy. I don't know mm. cool. I say lollies or I don't mm. know. Candy oh, yeah. sweets. Just I don't even know how to describe it. And then we have lots of everything is in jars and it'll be like tomatoes and 
pickles and like cucumbers and you kind of like yeah make them pickled well that's cool i had no idea there was a russian store and europe where is that Eurobar is that on drottningotten no it's like oh. on the green line i don't know how to pronounce it i can spell it out it's like s k n t oh it's ganz tool yeah and it's called Eurobar. Eurobar, yeah. I think I have walked past that place, and I just think it's a bar for Europeans. <laughs> just keep... The first time I it's came a food in there, store. yeah, the first time I came in there, there was like no one in there, and I came up to the lady. I was like, "Can I have a table for one?" And then she looks at me like I was taking the purse or something. She's like, "Yeah, like there's no one there. Take a seat anywhere." And I'm like, I'm "Sorry." <laughs> well, because you know, like there's different policies at different restaurants. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I just rock up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It was kind of disappointing. I was like, because I think Russian food is really good. Because we have you would say like pilmeni, like variety and stuff, and they kind of like spell it in like English letters how you would say it. So people be like, "What the hell is that?" Like, I don't yeah. even know what that is. But that's pilmeni is like Russian, kind of like Russian dumplings, mm. like Russian version. Mm. But they're not really like dumplings. They're just meat and dough in like a dumpling shape. Yeah. And then there's like vareniki, which is kind of like a different type of dumpling. It's more, the pinwini are more like round and then the vareniki are more like half circle shaped. Mm. But they, you can have like potatoes or cabbage or cherries, strawberries or um, cottage cheese. Uh, we have tvorog, which is like cottage cheese in English, but lots of people in New Zealand, they don't even have cottage cheese. They just have like a small small little jar and you would eat it like cheese but in Russia it's like big bags and it's kind of like you eat it with sour cream with sugar which mm. sounds really disgusting but it's actually really nice or you can have like condensed milk and sour cream or you can like bake them which put like flour eggs and you kind of just make them like little circles and you kind of mm. just like fry them Yum. in the pan and it's it nice as well. sounds good actually. Fried anything <laughs> anything <sounds> fried. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we have uh, like borscht which yeah, most I people know. Borscht. Yeah. Like yeah. beetroot soup which is really good. That is good. As well. And we have lots of just, like, different salads with mayonnaise and, like, I don't know, just, like, lots of salads with lots of vegetables. I don't really eat them, but my parents do. Or we have, like, sala, which is kind of, like, the fat part of the meat, but you just eat it and it's really good. I don't know. My dad eats it, but I don't really like it. It's not everyone's (laughs) favourite. Sweden's not too far from Russia. Yeah. So you can, like, order stuff and... It's not a problem because when, when we first came here, it was still like 2nd of January and I probably had more Russian people on the street than Swedish because it was like <laughs> the holidays, so everyone must have like been here. So It's a it's a quick place to go for vacation. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. in New Zealand, they used to, in, my, in Christchurch, they used to have a Russian shop, but I think it shut down or something. So mum just orders it online and it's really hard to import things. Like they're very strict. Oh, yeah. Like you can't bring anything in. Like we have to like declare it, but then they have to like x-ray it or take a look. And if you don't declare, it'll be like a ridiculous fine. Of so like, New Zealand's wow. the same as Australia. I knew Australia was like that yeah. because when I had gone to Australia, it was pretty clear as you're walking off the plane and into yeah, there's the like immigration. The there's like and dogs and, and signs. But then, of course, Australian border control. There's a show <laughs> about it too. Yeah, that's right. But I haven't watched it. Yeah. So you're saying they have all this stuff, but then the people are kind of laid back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they're super strict about that. I didn't realize, but of course, New Zealand's two hours away, so of course they would be. Well, yeah. I think when you, you have an island country, you want to protect a lot yeah. of it. That's why yeah, they're so harsh. Yeah, that's mostly on... it. They don't want to bring any, like, bacteria or, like, if you go, like, mm-hmm. hiking and stuff, they usually mm-hmm. ask you, like, do you go tramping in the wilderness or something? Yeah. So your shoes are clean because you never know. You can't bring any fruit or anything. You have it's to nothing. declare everything, yeah. Even, like, yeah. <coughs> they'll be like, oh, what'd you buy? Oh, we just bought chocolate, you know, kind of like the souvenir mm-hmm. stuff. 
we still have to like double check with everything. It's better to be safe than them finding out. And they'll be like, why do you not declare? You're like, oh, I don't know. And then you have to pay. Yeah. It'll be like $500, New Zealand uh, dollars, which will be. Fine, is like, steep. I remember yeah. I had this bag of cashews and I kept reading and finally I got up to the, the where they check you. And I just looked at the one of the officers like, I have a bag of cashews. And he's like, throw them away. <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. You can get away with a lot of stuff when you say, Sweden. I'm Sweden. <laughs> no, that's what I do here. I'm American. Yeah. You've been here 12 years. I'm American. I didn't know. <laughs> I only use it when I'm, I'm too tired to speak Swedish. I know. Then I play tourist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. No, you've got a beautiful town here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said before that there were a lot of uh, cultural differences between New Zealand and Sweden. What are some of the ones that kind of stand out? Um, well, New Zealand's very, I would say, laid back. And, mm. like, people just go bare feet to the supermarket. They don't really care too much. Everyone's bare feet to the supermarket? Yeah. You just this sounds like East Texas. I was just about yeah. to sounds like where Heather's from. <laughs> I don't know, people are just kind of like super chill and like, uh, especially like in Christchurch, kind of like on the south end, it's more like agriculture and like farming. So there's kind of more like farmer vibes, I guess. So yeah. So people, I don't know. Family. How do you observe the, the Swedes in comparison of that? If they're laid back in New Zealand, then how would you describe the Swedes? First impression, I think everyone's like really good looking and fashionable. Mm. Like it's just mm. like in the DNA or something. Like I'm walking down the street, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow. Like like people my age, you see like girls and boys here. I'm like, boys don't probably own a pair of pants in New Zealand. They just wear shorts and like a hoodie all year round. Yeah. And like girls like dress up, but like everyone looks exactly the same because there's like not a lot of shops. Everyone kind of shops at the same place. Yeah. And stuff. So everyone kind of looks the same. It's not very like style diversity. Like obviously there yeah. will be some who dress different, but my friends don't really try. Like we'll be like going out for lunch or something, and I would like. Teresa, like, yeah, she looks so nice. Yeah, like, I'm not really trying. Like, what I'm wearing now is like a t-shirt and jeans, but like, look put together. But they would just wear something like even more casual than their <laughs> like flip flops or something like, you know. Yeah, what have you done around the Stockholm area that you think is kind of interesting, or maybe a? Um, we do all the more like touristy stuff at the beginning mm-hmm. when we first came here. So we did like. I went to the Royal Palace, which I really liked. I've never been there. Can because you believe that? <laughs> I'd like to go. Yeah, because it is like um, how they lived, so everything's still like... I just like the interior design of it, how it used to be and how it's kept mm. that way. Because me, we did one in St. Petersburg, it's like the Peterhof Palace, and it's mm. kind of the same thing. It's like <sighs> practically the same. So I, I don't know, I think it's interesting. It looks yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, of course. So. It's yeah. nice to see, like, because you can, when they preserve it that way, you can also imagine, it's a lot easier to imagine how yeah. they all live there the for years. But the sad thing about the Royal Castle on Gamastan is that it's not the original. The original burned down um, in the 1800s, I think. Yeah. Oh, I have to really? double check that. Yeah, it used to be a more classic castle design, really pretty. You can uh-huh. see it in a lot of the old paintings. Okay. Gosh, when did it burn down? Is it the Trey Kroner Castle? Yes. Yes. Okay. Demolished. Oh, that was 1697. So the original castle <laughs> burned down <laughs> in the 1600s. Really, Heather? 1600s. Okay. See, that's going to go over the uh-huh. 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it used to be a really cool old castle design. And so the one we have now is, I wouldn't call it modern, but a lot of the Swedes will call it modern because they don't have the old style. And castle. that's where this... Uh, Trey Kroner thing comes from because that's the name of the castle is Trey Kroner that was the name of the castle but where did that name come from oh Google that later (laughs) Jesus Trey Kroner 
Three crowns. Do you it's, know? it's probably because of the way it was designed. I bet it had somehow like three crowns or something within the castle. So the old castle was built in the 13th century. The name Triacroner But the Stockholm Palace is from 1770. It's not that young. Yeah, but it's not 13th century. Okay. So there. I give it to you. But it's still <laughs> older than America. <laughs> Everything's older. <laughs> Do you know that they have a uh, changing of the guard up there? During the wintertime, it's only three times a week. But in the summer, it's every day. And they do a parade from the royal stables, mm-hmm. which are in Estermalm, all the way through to the castle. And they do a big show and back with the military changing. In the summer, they do music. But Horses. it's really fun. It's something free that you mm-hmm. can go see, like, every day up there. Like I always right take around, visitors. I think it's right around noon. noon it happens. So if you're anywhere on that little path that they take over there, Peter Jagsgarten and... Yeah. I think um, sometime maybe mid-April, they they might be changing to the summer schedule. And then it'll be, yeah, every day they they go through the town. So if you're on a bus or in a car, Mm. you're kind of stuck for a while until the parade goes by. That's cool. But it's really neat. Yeah. So that's the only time I've been around the castle, but I've never gotten to go in. Never got to go in. Never got to go in. They didn't let you in. <laughs> Anything else that's been kind of um, interesting that you I went visited? to the, so the National Museum, which is kind of close by. They just reopened that. Oh, the, the, the art museum. It's next to the Grand Hotel, right? I think so, yes. Yeah. It's an yeah. art museum. I, I don't know if they would deem it art only, though. Is it an art history museum? You've been. It's just like, <laughs> kind of like, I guess, Swedish... Through through the times, like there's two rooms downstairs, and then they go. You go upstairs, and it's like the 15th century, and then the 16th century, and then mm. there's just like kind of art, like artifacts and art. But yeah. it's not just paintings. I think it's artifacts as well. I think it's paintings and sculptures. Oh, jeez! I How don't much even remember now. Googling. <laughs> Museum. But they just reopened it. I know yeah, that. We, we've been wanting to go, but every time we go by, the line's going out the door. But that one's free, right, if you don't go to the special exhibitions? Yeah, I saw the line. I was like, I'm not standing with it. So then I went on a weekday. Museum of Painting, Sculpture, Design, Applied, and Graphic Art from the Middle Ages to the Present. Uh-huh. But all Swedish-themed, yeah. maybe. I would say that you're right, though. It says, after five years of renovation and modernization, National Museum, Sweden's premier museum of art and design, opened up its doors again. All right. You were right, Heather. You were wrong about the palace, but you'll edit that. What? And you were right. I'm going to edit that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Delete, delete. All right. Well, I guess that kind of wraps it up. And it's so much fun that you could come and Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming. That was awesome. Monica's going to sign us out. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs)